0: Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net and the WebAlchemist.net, where I do WordPress web development. And you can also find me on empoweredmanifestation.com, which is where my Empowered Manifestation book is for sale. Uh, Facebook and YouTube Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 5th of June 2021 and the title of today's show is Good News and Dominoes Are Falling Fast and we've had an amazing week in terms of news and I'm really going to be focusing on two key subjects this week. One is to do with uh, COVID and the release of the Fauci emails which has caused an absolute uproar in terms of the truth coming out about how the COVID so-called pandemic was uh, played up. We all knew this, of course, played up by Fauci. And um, people are calling for his arrest. Dan Scavino on Telegram is actually calling for Fauci's arrest. So I'm going to spend quite a bit of time on that. And also on the latest regarding the vaccine and the VAERS report and... Then the election audits, and Mike Lindell has actually just uh, filed a new lawsuit and he's re- released his third uh, video on the subject of the election fraud called Absolutely 9 to 0. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but there have been people on Telegram who have picked out some of the key points about this, which I'll be sharing with you. So let's start with the good news and this is from CJ Truth official on Telegram and he says every Sunday and Wednesday we will bring you good news of the week many of you are discouraged by the fake news media we want to show you we're winning on many fronts we didn't even get to the Fauci news that broke today we will put that out on Sunday so I'll be filling that in number one the effort to recall Michigan's Governor Whitmer is moving forward. She tried to stop it in court, but the judge ruled it can proceed. Pen- Number two, Pennsylvania legislators are currently in Arizona meeting with their counterparts, discussing election integrity and how to replicate the audit, touring the audit facility and getting a brief from the Arizona Forensic Audit Team. Three, a New Jersey postal worker pleaded guilty to dumping 2020 general election ballots into the garbage. Footage from inside the Capitol, 1-6, is still coming out. This is number four. Evidence continues to show that Capitol Police welcomed people into the building and stood aside as peaceful MAGA wandered around inside. It's interesting, just to put in a little bit on this one, I did read an article that said, and this was... um, video footage that was um made by people attending the um january 6th um protest and basically saying it was saying and showing that the dc police or the Capitol police were actually trying to incite the crowd into violence they were using these flash grenades and um uh, tear gas and all sorts of things. And and the people were not responding violently at all. And it was almost like it was orchestrated to try and incite this violent insurrection. It didn't happen. So then they started waving people into the capital. And we still haven't seen the um, thousands of hours of video footage from all the um, closed-circuit TV cats cameras in the capital and in you know the capital area so there's definitely dirty work at the crossroads there and I have no doubt that this was all um, engineered to try and um, give the pretext for the second impeachment of Trump which of course was a complete farce anyway continuing on with the good news According to a Rasmussen report, this is number five, 68% of voters now think it is likely that COVID-19 originated in the Wuhan lab and the majority support a federal investigation. COVID deaths, number six, COVID deaths and hospitalizations plunged in Mexico City after a citywide initiative to prescribe ivermectin to COVID-19 patients. Seven MLB Um, is being sued in federal court for yanking its 2021 All-Star Game out of Atlanta because Georgia passed a law to increase election integrity. The business advocacy organisation filing suit is seeking $100 million in damages and $1.1 billion in punitive damages. Number eight, 117 staff members have filed suit against Houston Methodist Hospital for mandating them to be vaccinated against COVID-19 in order to keep their jobs. The lawsuit claims that the hospital's policy violates the Nuremberg Code of 1947. Number nine, more than 10,000 women have joined together in a class action lawsuit against Google. They claim Google is paying female employees almost $17,000 less per year than their male employees for the same work. Number 10, Lubbock, Texas is now a sanctuary city for the unborn. No more abortions are being performed there. Planned Parenthood sued to block the ordinance, but a federal judge dismissed the case. Now the Planned Parenthood in Lubbock, who once performed abortions, only remains open for other services. Number 11, multiple polls have found that more than 60% of Americans agree that biological males should not be participating in women's sports. Governor DeSantis signed a bill making this the law in Florida for high school and college sports. Number 12, Texas Democrats walked off the House floor in order to block the passage of a bill that would strengthen voter integrity. Governor Greg Abbott responded by vetoing Article 10 of the budget, which funds the legislative branch, and stated no pay for those who abandon their responsibilities. Number 13, veterans and patriots across America ripped Kamala Harris for her cruel and tone-deaf tweet about Memorial Day weekend. In contrast, President Trump, Dan Scavino, Mike Pompeo and others posted touching tributes to our nation's fallen. Number 14, the the governor of Oklahoma signed a bill renaming a 20-mile stretch of road President Donald J. Trump Highway. So let's move on to some of this detail about the Fauci emails. And um, ICANN, which is, let me see, um, Informed Consent Action Network, they received nearly 3,000 Fauci emails um, following a Freedom of Information Act request to the NIH for documents regarding COVID-19, including two requests for Anthony Fauci's emails. ICANN has received nearly 3,000 emails sent by Fauci from early February 2020 through May 2020. Read what Fauci was saying privately about masks, therapeutics, vaccines, ventilators, and many other COVID-19 topics. Now, this is a huge amount of emails which... um, I can't possibly go through all of them because there's so many. I mean, there is a link on the Icandecide.org website to all the emails. Um, and there's also a list of highlights. So let me just go through those. Uh, February 56, 2020, Fauci asked to recommend names for Who Group with the broad mission to look at the origins and evolution of 2019 N cov. Fauci responds by seeking to reframe the mission in a manner that would only look for natural and not lab-made origin. February 7, 2020, Fauci sent an internal NIAID communication reflecting that it was unlikely that the SARS-CoV-2 virus originated in a wet market. February 16, 2020, Fauci tells CBS reporter that if the mortality turns out to be 0.2% to 0.4%, then SARS-CoV-2 should be treated like a severe seasonal flu. But when the case fatality rate was later revised to between 0.2% and 0.4% by the CDC, Fauci continued to act as if the virus was something far more dangerous. February 17th, 2020, Fauci receives communication from a Chinese citizen that is part of an international student program in the United States, stating that based on his contacts back in Wuhan, including correspondence from a nurse working in a Wuhan hospital, there is far more spread of the virus and far more deaths than China is admitting. February 21st, 2020, Fauci asked the Deputy Director at NIAID to please handle an email received by a group of doctors and scientists, including a virologist, that opined that what we think there is a possibility that the virus was released from a lab in Wuhan. February 23rd, 2020. Fauci states transmission is definitely by respiratory droplet and that children have very low rate of infection. February 22nd, 2020, Fauci confirms that the vast majority of people outside of China do not need to wear a mask. A mask is more appropriate for someone who is infected than for people trying to protect against infection. February 27th, 2020, Fauci tells Morgan Fairchild to tell her followers to be ready for social distancing, teleworking, temporary closure of schools, etc., February 28, 2020. Fauci, while uncertain what animal may have served as the intermediary jump from bats to humans for SARS CoV 2, keeps repeating the narrative that it was a jump from bats through some natural non lab means that was the origin of the virus. February 28, 2020. Fauci giving personal update to Mark Zuckerberg regarding developing a COVID 19 vaccine, including telling Zuckerberg that we may need help with resources and that if there is a delay in the development timeline, he just told Zuckerberg about, I will contact you. March 1st, 2020, CBS's chief medical correspondent seeking to please Fauci emails Fauci a link to his segment which he appears to repeat what Fauci has told him, including that face masks may give some partial protection by catching droplets containing the virus, but the virus is so tiny the virus can go right through it or around it, and describing the origin of the virus as jumping from animals to people. Fauci responds with, Outstanding, apparently pleased that CBS pushed Fauci's narrative that the virus was a natural jump from bats to humans. March 1st, 2020, despite media reports Fauci makes it crystal clear he was not being muzzled by the White House. March 16th, 2020. Fauci is asked, given the relative safety of all but the elderly and those whose immune systems are compromised and that they are far fewer than the rest of the population, why not quarantine only them? And responds by stating, stay tuned. March 17th, 2020. The next day, it does not appear Fauci intends to change his tune of pushing everyone, even healthy people with low risk of the virus, to give up all civil liberties and remain prisoners in their home, as reflecting in an email exchange between Fauci and Mark Zuckerberg, in which they share mobile numbers and plan to coordinate efforts to get people to comply with Fauci's messaging, including social distancing for everyone, but the details of their plan are not included in the email exchange. March 31st, 2020, Fauci receives a summary from his agency of the studies regarding how effective masks are to preventing the virus and the conclusion is as follows. Bottom line, generally there were not differences in ILI, stroke, URI or flu rates when masks were used. April 2nd, 2020, Fauci and Bill Gates have phone call where they agreed to a collaborative and synergistic approach to COVID-19 on the part of NIAID, NIH, BARDS and BMGF Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It is concerning that one private person, Bill Gates and his organisation, can exert that much behind the scenes influence on decisions that will impact the civil rights of all Americans during the pandemic. April 8th, 2020 Fauci rejects most requests for calls but accepts without any questions a request to arrange a call with the CEO of of Lilly, a major pharmaceutical company. April 11th, 2020. While Fauci claims have little time for anything else, Fauci confirmed the continued filming of a film that will celebrate the importance of your Fauci's life, science and public health, including filming during his drive to NIH once or twice a week, capture your working appropriate conversations and work on the task force. April 12, 2020, Fauci writes, many tests that have been used thus far are not accurate and are misleading. April 16, 2020, Fauci advises that even in the healthcare setting, the mask policy should remain voluntary. April 20th, 2020, a Washington Post reporter contacts Katie Miller at NIAID for copies of article that Fauci stated are proof that the virus originated by natural means rather than being developed in a lab. Instead of letting Katie Miller or someone on his staff respond, Fauci, who stated he gets a 1,000 or 2,000 emails per day and only has time to respond to a tiny number of these emails, personally responds to the Washington Post reporter, who did not even write to Fauci with the copies of the studies. April 22, 2020, the National Academy of Science representative confirming to Dr. Francis Collins, head of NIH, that WHO, Gates Foundation and European Commission, have been leading and planning the global coordinating effort to accelerate vaccines diagnostics and therapeutics and that there will be an announcement on the global structure which will involve Gates, WHO etc. And Fauci explains in an email that we have Gates reps on our active accelerating COVID-19 therapeutic interventions and vaccines working groups. Why is an unelected individual with his own private interest getting this incredible level of influence over decisions that will affect the freedoms and liberties of everyday Americans. April 27, 2020, Fauci appears to dismiss potential life-saving treatment. Fauci receives a report from the Chief Section of Viral Pathogenesis at NIAID, Dr. Paolo Lussa, that they treated a first group of five patients with potent anti-aggregant therapy, tirofiban, agrastat, And apparently in all of them, the PO2 started to rise within less than two hours. They got off the ventilator and went on to full recovery. In response to this incredible news, Fauci merely writes, thanks, Paolo. Apart from pushing remdesivir made by Gilead, a company with which Fauci has deep and long-standing connections, Fauci's response to Dr. Lusser accords with his otherwise singular focus on developing and pushing a vaccine. May 1st, 2020, while pushing one narrative regarding ventilators publicly, Fauci writes in a private email that you are correct in that there is a more recent tendency to use ventilators only as a very last resort since oxygenation rather than ventilation appears to be key to recovery. So that's all the uh, highlights from the emails. I'm going to cover... Uh, several articles that are the responses to these emails being released. So let's start with Trump's response, shall we? And this is an article by NationalFile.com breaking President Trump blasts Fauci for Wuhan gain-of-function research. Devastating emails in new statement. And this was from the 3rd, two days ago. When I heard about it, I said, no way. What did Dr. Fauci know about gain-of-function research, and when did he know it? President Donald Trump issued a scathing response to the release of Anthony Fauci's emails, noting that he routinely disagreed with the doctor and questioning whether Fauci's decision to fund controversial gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China may have led to the emergence of COVID-19. After seeing the emails, our country is fortunate that I didn't do what Dr. Fauci wanted me to do. For instance, I closed our borders to China very early, despite his not wanting them closed. The Democrats and the fake news media even call me a xenophobe, wrote President Trump. In the end, we saw this was a life-saving decision, and likewise with closing our borders to Europe, specifically to certain heavily infected countries. I was later given credit even by Tony for saving hundreds of thousands of lives. Dr. Fauci also didn't put an emphasis on speed of vaccine production because he thought it would take three, four or maybe even five years to create. I got it done in less than nine months with Operation Warp Speed. In retrospect, the vaccine is saving the world, asserted President Trump. Then I placed the greatest bet in history. We ordered billions of dollars worth of vaccines, Before we knew it even worked. Had that not been done, our wonderful vaccines would not have been administered until October of this year. No one would have had the shot that has now saved the world and millions of lives. President Trump then referred to Fauci's seemingly changing stance on the importance of wearing masks. In his private emails, Fauci repeatedly told colleagues and friends that mask wearing would prove unnecessary at stopping the COVID 19 pandemic as the virus was small enough to be transmitted through standard cloth or surgical masks. Fauci was totally against masks when even I thought they would at least be helpful, said President Trump. He then changed his mind completely and became a radical masker. The 45th president then referred to the litany of questions about Fauci's decision to fund controversial bat coronavirus gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There are a lot of questions that must be answered by Dr. Fauci. The funding of Wuhan by the US was foolishly started by the Obama administration in 2014, but ended under the Trump administration, wrote President Trump. When I heard about it, I said, no way. What did Dr. Fauci know about gain-of-function research and when did he know it? And then it shows the actual um, statement from his Save America um, platform. Now, just uh, interesting, there was a lot of uproar about the uh, book deal that Fauci's got. You know, this seems to be the pattern that uh, the deep state players get rewarded for their performance with these mega millions of dollar book deals. And Fauci is no exception to this. And ironically, his uh, book title is Expect the Unexpected... Ten Lessons on Truth, Service and the Way Forward. And, you know, the supreme irony, given that we know that Fauci has so-called flip-flopped, but actually it's been telling lies to support the agenda of the deep state in using COVID-19 to take down Donald Trump. So Red State put out an article uh, by Brad Slager on 2nd of June. And just like that, Dr. Fauci's book has been pulled from pre-sales. The publishing industry can be a fickle enterprise as the time to roll out a new edition can entail many changes, especially when the topic of note is so deeply rooted in current events. It was only yesterday when the announcement was made that a book was set to be released featuring the figurehead of the pandemic, Dr. Anthony Fauci, entitled Expect the Unexpected, an unintentionally ironic description of the man infamous for contradicting himself repeatedly. Since yesterday's announcement and the release of the cover art, the news cycle has exploded over the release of thousands of pages of emails from Fauci and the news, as we have been covering here at Red State, has not been good While the press has done a noble job in trying to burnish the doctor's image with cherry-plucked instances from the thousands of pages of communications, there have been a number of realities coming to light since the release of those emails. And it appears the publisher of his book is now scrambling to avoid trouble. Over at Amazon, where yesterday they had been enthusiastically pimping the release for this coming November, the title is nowhere to be found. And there's a screenshot of a tweet by Brad Slager, media antagonist and bad movie cu- curator. And his uh, handle is Martini Shark. Just yesterday, Amazon was touting Doctor Fauci's upcoming book release. Today, Memory Hold, and it's got a screenshot from an Amazon search, and it's uh, showing results from all departments. No results for Fauci. Expect the unexpected in books. The page that had been active for the pre-sale is now stripped and clicking on it today will deliver any number of cute dog pics. This is being announced by National Geographic Books, the publisher, as well as the production outfit of an announced documentary on The Doctor as having been a premature announcement. That is, to put it politely an amusing serving of PR spin. To put it impolitely, it is garbage excuse making. Clearly there either was a case of conflicting information in the book when balanced against the details in the communications, or there was an effort at purely burnishing Dr. Fauci's image and the hard facts coming to light, are in conflict with that attempt and probably both. The claim of a premature announcement is not in any way believable. This was not a leak of, say, the key art in a surprise release of an unannounced work. There were announced dates of release, a cover price of $18 declared, and the availability of pre-orders through the book vendors to go along with the ad copy one normally sees with an official rollout. This was the usual publishing push taking place, and for all of that to disappear in a wisp is telling. You also see the excuse-making in the announcement today from the publisher. Clearly, there is a response to the backlash heard yesterday about how, how unseemly it appeared that Fauci would be profiting off of the pandemic. According to National Geographic book Spin Doctors, he will not earn any royalties from its publication. That could be a cagey way of explaining things as it does not indicate whether he has been paid in advance. The conflicting data that has been coming to light and the way this is reflecting on the celebrity doctor is certainly becoming a case of horrible timing for National Geographic books and parent company Disney. The then president of the company, Bob Iger, was seen in some of those emails raving about the development of the documentary surrounding Fauci. Now, at least for a time, the company appears willing to sit back and wait to see how this will all play out. Disney might be sitting on intellectual property with an expiration date. One wonders if this is all part of the movie script of really um, humiliating Fauci and the timing of that pre-release of the book with the uh, release of the emails is, I, I think, far from being a coincidence. But, well, we'll see what happens next. Now, there's so many articles out there. I've got so many open in my brows. I can't possibly go through all of them in the time I have. But I want to just cover this one. Breitbart.com questions. Seven questions. Anthony Fauci has not answered on email scandal. Role in funding coronavirus research abroad. And this was 3rd of June by Breitbart.com. Dr. Anthony Fauci has not answered the following questions amid his released emails and role in funding coronavirus research abroad. Number one, how is gain of function defined? Fauci has not simply defined gain of function. When or if Fauci defines the term, which he wrote about in 2011, as risky, will Fauci's definition agree with Senator Rand Paul's, Republican Kentucky, definition who simply defined gain of function Thursday as taking an animal virus and you make it into a super virus that infects humans? Number two, if nearly six hundred thousand was not spent on gain of function, on what exactly was the money spent? And there's been a, another article out um, saying the amount that was um, the grant, the amount of the grant was actually. In total, over 800,000, not just 600,000. Anyway, continuing on. Representative Nancy Mace, Republican, South Carolina, asked Wednesday if 600,000 of taxpayer money wasn't spent on gain of function, then what was it spent on and why can't Dr. Fauci answer the question? Fauci so far has avoided giving a direct answer, only stating he cannot guarantee... A Chinese grantee has not lied about where the funding was directed, because you never know. Number three, why does Fauci write in an email, urgent, we must discuss this gain-of-function research, while denying funding gain-of-function research? Fauci said May 25th, the National Institutes of Health, NIH, funded the Wuhan lab, but he still denies gain-of-function research support, in relation to the origin of the flu. Senator Paul also questioned Fauci's seemingly contradictory email about funding coronavirus research, saying he, Fauci, gets an email or notification of what's going on in Wuhan and he immediately sends something to his assistant, an email saying we must meet immediately, read this article, and in the subject line in the article it says, gain of function research in Wuhan. Well, he still denies to this day he was funding it. Number four, why did Fauci not know if he directed the National Institutes of Health to fund coronavirus research abroad? Emails show Fauci scrambled February 1st, 2020 to determine if the United States had any potential role in funding coronavirus research abroad. NIAID Principal Deputy Director Hugh Aushin Kloss replied to an email from Fauci, writing, it is essential the two discuss a scientific paper about experiments performed before the gain of function pause. The paper he sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain of function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH, Aushin Kloss answered Fauci. Not sure what that means, since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. She will try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. Number five, why did Fauci sign off on funding research in a communist China lab, knowing their truthfulness is dubious? Fauci has not answered why he supports funding research in a nation that is America's global opposition. Have you ever had a grantee lie to you? Senator John Kennedy, Republican Louisiana, asked about Chinese funding grantees. I cannot guarantee that a grantee has not lied to us because you never know, Fauci responded. Number six, does Fauci excuse himself from a conflict of interest, advocating for funding a lab that presumably leaked a highly contagious virus? Fauci has not been asked if he has a conflict of interest for defending funding he authorised. Senator Paul explained the question differently, saying, so the conflict of interest is this. If this virus came from the lab, there's a certain amount of at least moral culpability to the people who are advocating for this. Dr. Fauci, to this day, says he still trusts the Chinese scientists. Number seven, why did Fauci recommend cancelling religious services March 5th, 2020, but approved campaign rallies and cruise ships for the healthy four days later? Emails show Dr. Anthony Fauci recommended cancelling religious services March 5th, 2020, but approved campaign rallies and cruise ships for the healthy four days later. You should counsel the rabbi to cancel the services this redacted. Are the local city-state health departments redacted doing any contract tracing? Fauci said to Joshua Gordon, the director of the NIMH, National Institute of Mental Health, who asked if services should be cancelled. But on March 9th, 2020, Fauci said it was perfectly safe for healthy Americans to take a cruise and to hold campaign rallies. And then we've got other reports that I don't have time to to cover completely. Uh, Fauci colluded with Facebook to push COVID narrative. That's from welovetrump.com. FNC's Carlson, Fauci deserves to be under criminal investigation. That's a Breitbart.com article. Uh, Wednesday, Fox News Channel host Tucker Carlson opened his program by addressing email correspondence from National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Director Anthony Fauci, recently exposed in a Freedom of Information Act request. One of Carlson's key takeaways was that Fauci should be under a criminal investigation. Uh, He actually said, the utter fraudulence of Tony Fauci is obvious now and it's widely acknowledged, but it was not always obvious. In March of last year, we interviewed Fauci on this show. We treated him with respect. We took his answer seriously. We assumed the man in charge of protecting the US from COVID must be rational and impressive. We also assumed he must be honest, but we were wrong. It soon became clear that Tony Fauci was just another sleazy federal bureaucrat deeply political and often dishonest. I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that uh, there was more money given to the Chinese lab than Fauci claimed. This is Epoch Times reporting on this, and this was from today. The United States gave over 800,000 to the top-level laboratory in China, from which some believe the CCP virus escaped, according to newly released documents. And there are other articles which are reporting on doctors saying that um, there was absolutely no evidence to support the uh, claim that this was a natural virus that had jumped from bats to humans and that there was far more evidence to support this being an engineered virus. There are also reports relating to the fact that Fauci ignored recommendations from doctors in terms of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and other drugs that were actually cures for COVID-19 so you know there's so much coming out about how this man uh, was really um, engineering the whole pandemic uh, situation really for political reasons so I do hope he actually faces justice for this. There's an article from Children's Health Defence, The Defender. Uh, Fauci emails how top public health officials spun tangled web of lies around COVID origin and treatments. Fauci is in big trouble. And again from The Defender, media scrambles to save face after massive fail on COVID origins reporting. So, Not only the mainstream media, but also the big tech companies, Facebook and so on, actually colluded to censor anybody questioning the the source of this virus. And if you even suggested that it came from a lab and it, it was escaped from a lab, then you were shut down, basically. So the whole lot of them are actually, I would say, culpable in terms of crimes against humanity and the Federalist has an article June 3rd former COVID-19 testing czar blasts Fauci for lying about pandemic origins Um, former White House coronavirus testing czar Admiral Brett Giroir blasted Anthony Fauci for lying about COVID-19's origins early in the pandemic Fauci's statement from last year was completely false the admiral said there was no pattern of mutations that suggests it went right from an animal in a natural situation to humans and there's still no evidence to show that that statement was completely wrong it was obvious to be antagonistic to President Trump and to the administration and I think there's a lot of CYA going on right now I had to think about that one but it's cover your ass And then Wall Street Journal has an article. Fauci claims he was never anti-Trump and Trump supporters don't understand science. What a nerve. (laughs) That was June 3rd as well. Then another Western Journal article. COVID may have been part of Chinese bioweapons program, says top Trump coronavirus task force official. And this again was Admiral Brett Giroir. He said Thursday it's possible that COVID-19 might have been part of a Chinese offensive bioweapons programme. And now, uh, again, Western Journal email revelations mean that it is now imperative that Fauci testify, House Republicans say. Two high-ranking GOP lawmakers on Thursday called on Dr. Anthony Fauci to testify before Congress regarding stunning revelations in emails he sent and received last year related to the coronavirus pandemic. And then lastly, on the subject of Fauci and his emails, this is from beccanews.com. The Pentagon gave millions to Wuhan lab-connected group with ties to Dr. Anthony Fauci, and this was from today. The Pentagon funneled $39 million to EcoHealth Alliance, the Fauci-connected charity group that dispersed research funding to the Wuhan Institute for Virology. The lab is believed to be a plausible source of the COVID-19 outbreak that has killed millions worldwide, implicating a high-stakes cover-up by communist China whose implications are only now unfolding. Interestingly, um, Florida representative Matt Gates is um, accusing Fauci of having blood on his hands. So I imagine his... Um, statements have a lot to do with why he's being targeted for this um, sex offence that they're going after him for. They always do go after the good guys if they don't like what they're doing. I'll just give a very quick update on what's happening in the vaccine world. Uh, this is The Defender again. Uh, latest VARES data show 5,165 deaths reported following COVID vaccines. This was from the 4th of June, so yesterday. VAERS data released today shows showed 294,801 reports of adverse events following COVID vaccines, including 5,165 deaths and 25,359 serious injuries between December 14, 2020 and May 28, 2021. And they're still trying to bribe people to get the vaccine. No, thank you very much. And I just want to share with you um, an article. This again is from The Defender. We made a big mistake. COVID vaccine spike protein travels from injection site can cause organ damage. Research obtained by a group of scientists show the COVID vaccine spike protein can travel from the injection site and accumulate in organs and tissues including the spleen, bone marrow, the liver, adrenal glands, and in quite high concentrations in the ovaries. And I won't read this because it's quite a long article, but it actually is showing that, um, you know, the incidence of the spike protein is very high in ovaries. And it, it begs the question, and we've heard this from other doctors as well, whether this vaccine will actually cause sterility, as well as organ failure, we've seen cases of that as well. So, um, you know, more and more people are actually waking up to this. And now that the Fauci emails have come out showing how uh, dishonest he was in the reporting of COVID, I think there's going to be more people having uh, vaccine remorse and also more people actually really sticking to their uh, refusal to take the vaccine now one of the things that people have been um, questioning is why Trump was pushing the vaccine so hard and particularly as he's friends with Robert Kennedy jr who obviously he's the um, he's the founder of children's defense and also he has said you know in tweets going back years how he is not a proponent of vaccines and also there have been a lot of questions about why on earth Trump didn't fire Fauci you know way back um, when he was making all these uh, contradictory statements so I've got some screenshots here from Telegram Um, the first one is about Fauci again Anthony Fauci and the CDC banned hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for coronavirus They lied about its effects. They lied about its dangers. Why did they lie about it? Fauci knew back in 2005 that HCQ works on coronavirus. Why did President Trump mention it? He did it on purpose. He put it out there in the very beginning. He tested the waters to see how they would react. He watched the deep state and the fake news to see how they would react. Then they shut him down. It was at that point... He knew he was going to have to take a different approach and fight them on their turf, but he also put it out there because this was going to come back to haunt them. When people find out that they knew that HCQ was the cure and yet they banned it, and when people find out we never needed the lockdown, we never needed to wear masks, we never needed a vaccine, we never needed any of this, people are going to be very angry. It's like the Q statement. These people... You know, won't be safe walking down the streets. So here's a statement again from Telegram on why President Trump must endorse the COVID VAX. It's an interesting theory. One, he is part of a military operation. Number two, globalist plan involves starting COVID once HRC won. When she didn't, they waited until the last year of DJT's term to roll it out for several reasons. Cover for election fraud, start the depopulation, begin fear control, fear and control. Did not, sorry, D, not give him enough time to make a vaccine so they could present one that could be approved by the FDA and mandated for all. DJT had to counter move to get rid of COVID, fear and control expose big pharma and ensure a quick vaccine would have to be labelled experimental, not be mandated. He had to weigh both options. A, tell America the vaccines are a big pharma globalist plan to depopulate the world, or B, endorse it. Consequences of each. If he warned, the media would mock him, call him a failure, hype COVID all the more, demand a real vaccine, and then he wouldn't be able to expose election fraud, make thousands of arrests, expose the deep state plan and turn things around naturally with the public waking up. He would have had to stop the election fraud before it could be seen, take an office for the second term and forced his hand, resulting in chaos and a certain civil war with MSM stoking the flames and increasing public terror, or let it play out for election fraud and a Biden takeover which would let the deep state create an approved mandated vaccine, killing millions more. B, by endorsing it but placing truthful info in alternative news sites, the deep state's vaccine had to remain experimental and not mandatory, which was not part of their plan. If DJT can turn this around naturally in the upcoming month or so, he can stop the momentum, have way less deaths and get the vaccinated sheep to med beds. In war, sometimes you have to choose between two bad options. Given the globalist strategy, DJT and the military chose the path with the fewest casualties, and that is to keep going with the facade of endorsing the toxic but not mandatory vaccine publicly. The alternative would have been far more deadly for all of us in so many ways. So, you know, that's a good theory. We are talking about the art of war, Um I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I just thought I would share it with you. So now let's do a quick roundup of what's going on in the um, election audit world. So we've got an APOC Times article. Um, I'm only going to give you a brief intro to these because um, I'm running out of time again so it's too much news Um, this is Pennsylvania lawmakers hopeful for audit after touring Arizona election review and this was from the 3rd of June delegation from Pennsylvania will try to convince legislative leaders in the state to back an audit of the 2020 election after visiting an election review taking place in Arizona's largest county I'm 100% for us having one, and I think our leadership is starting to lean that way, Pennsylvania Senator Chris Dush told reporters at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, where the Maricopa County audit has been taking place since April 23rd. Dush said he was impressed by how the Arizona audit was being done, including how the firms hired by the Arizona Senate are handling chain of custody issues. I've never seen anything like it, to be quite honest with you. It's fantastic. I'd like to encourage other state legislatures to get down here and take a look at it as well, especially if you've had situations like we experienced in Pennsylvania that really have our citizens in an uproar. Mastriano told a pool reporter that he supports Pennsylvania conducting an audit such as the one being executed in Arizona. I'm not about overturning anything. I'm just trying to find out what went right, what went wrong and how do we have better elections in the future, he said. And then there was a Telegram post. I can't remember which channel it was, but I just um, copied this to share with you. Pennsylvania Senator Doug Mastriano and Senator Chris Dush explain why Maricopa County is the gold standard of election audits. The audit is very secure. There are cameras everywhere. They are protecting voters' privacy. They ensure chain of custody and they got real professionals who volunteered. I'm hard to impress, but these guys take me back to my strategic air command days. So I'd like to encourage other state legislatures to come down here and take a look at it, especially if you've had situations like we had in Pennsylvania that really have our citizens in an uproar. That's Senator Dush. If we got nothing to hide, then let's do this. Open up the books. If you got something to hide, then scream in outrage. Pull your hair out and throw red herring arguments out why this is a bad idea. I can't see any reason to argue against doing a full audit if the people ask for it. That's Senator Mastriano. And the reason I um, put the dominoes of falling fast in the title of the show... This relates to not only what's coming out about COVID and Fauci, but also um, there's an article from welovetrump.com. The freight train of audits is travelling across the country. The mainstream media has been obsessed with the nationwide audits. However, they failed to cover any actual news about it. Bannon's war room has been on the front line of coverage for the 2020 election fraud. On Wednesday, the special assistant to President Trump, Boris Epstein, talked with Steve Bannon about the state of the audits. He says the freight train of all audits is travelling across the country. Epstein is quick to point out all the states with audits, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, New Hampshire and Wisconsin. Then he concludes with calling out the fake news media, saying to all those on CNN, MSNBC who are absolutely obsessed with story. Here's my message. You're right. You should be obsessed with this story because this is the biggest political earthquake in the history of the United States of America. And Mike Lindell continues to battle after, um, you know, spending millions on investigating the election fraud and washingtonexaminer.com reports another pillowcase mike lindell suing dominion and smartmatic for weaponizing the litigation process my pillow ceo mike lindell is expanding his legal offensive against dominion voting systems now taking aim at another voting machine company smartmatic as he continues to push allegations of fraud in the 2020 election. Lindell's legal team prepared a new complaint for a federal court in Minnesota, dated Thursday, which accuses Dominion and Smartmatic of waging a lawfare campaign in which they allegedly are weaponizing the judicial system and the litigation process to silence dissent, unpopular beliefs, or facts inconveniently out of line with mainstream groupthink. Lindell, an ally of former President Donald Trump, who has insisted the Republican will be reinstated at the White House by August and claims he has evidence that will convince the Supreme Court to side with him unanimously argues he is entitled to recover his actual and special damages from Dominion and Smartmatic for their collective role in their conspiracy and enterprise to harm him, damages which presently are estimated to exceed $2 billion. Both Dominion and Smartmatic, companies that manufacture, distribute, and maintain voting hardware and software, have long denied that their machines were tampered with in any way or that the results of the election had been compromised. Starting on January 8th, Dominion filed lawsuits against Lindell as well as Trump lawyers Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell over claims of a stolen election through the use of voting machines. Lindell, who was sued for $1.3 billion, responded by filing a lawsuit of his own in April, seeking $1.6 billion in damages. Smartmatic filed a $2.7 billion lawsuit in early February against Fox News, and some of their talent, including Lou Dobbs, Maria Bartiromo, and Janine Pirro, as well as Giuliani and Powell. Further, federal and state election officials have insisted there is no evidence of widespread fraud in the 2020 contest. The latest filing from Lindell, which, like the first, seeks a trial by jury, lists Dominion, Smartmatic, and related corporations as defendants in a bid to stop them from weaponizing the litigation process to silence political dissent and suppress evidence showing voting machines were manipulated to affect outcomes in the November 2020 general election. The list of alleged offences includes Dominion abusing the legal process given their suit against him, defamation, violating the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organisation Act, the RICO Act, Violations of the Support and Advocacy Clause of U.S. Code 1985. Deprivation of civil rights under the guise of state law and civil conspiracy. Similarly, it accused Smartmatic of violating the Racketeer, the RICO Act. Violations of the Support and Advocacy Clause of USC 1985. And civil conspiracy. This meritless lawsuit... Is an increasingly desperate attempt to distract from the harm, Mike Lindell and MyPillow continue to cause Dominion, a Dominion spokesperson told the Washington Examiner. In a filing last week, Dominion argued MyPillow is liable for Lindell's election fraud claims as it tries to get that case dismissed. And further down the article, there's also um, the whole case that was filed on the 3rd of June. It's... Um, unscribed now i have a comment from brian cates on telegram i'm currently reading the new lindell lawsuit didn't see anything i didn't already know until page 44 and then it got really interesting dominion tried to remotely update all its u.s voting machines the day before the november 3rd election which would directly contradict Dominion's repeated claims that their machines are not connected to the internet. This told me everything I I needed to know. And then uh, another post, this is from Kanakoa the Great on Telegram. That's K-A-N-E-K-O-A. And this is relating to the lawsuit. The lawsuit shows we have the packets of data recorded in real time that are unchangeable, immutable, and objective proof of China and other nations breaking into our election systems, flipping votes, their IP addresses, physical locations, the exact number of votes flipped from Trump to Biden, and in which states, counties, and networks these intrusions occurred. These packets of data document 20 successful hacks through the election management systems in the states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin and Arizona, resulting in a total of 555,864 votes switched from President Trump to candidate Vice President Biden in the 2020 general election. The lawsuit also shows data scientist Dr. Douglas Frank has cracked the algorithms that were used in a number of states to determine the ballots cast. Specifically, with only the census data and the registration data, the algorithm enables the prediction of the number of ballots cast for each voter age group in any given county in a state with near 100% certainty without seeing the actual results. The algorithm is regulating voter turnout by age, as shown by the fact that voter turnout by age is in the exact same relative proportion to registered voters in each county in any given state. The analysis of the data shows an ability to predict ballot demographics with a degree of precision approaching 100%, a level of accuracy that would be impossible without the activity of a regulating algorithm. This does not happen in a random world. And Mike Lindell has documented the evidence in his latest video, Absolutely 9 to 0. And I think this represents what he expects the Supreme Court to vote um, when all this evidence is presented. Let's hope that happens. But we have got some corrupt judges within the Supreme Court. And you can watch the, the video. It's on his new website and it's home.frankspeech.com. So that's all I have time for this week. And before I finish, I'd just like to give a little plug for my work. I don't normally do this, but I've had a couple of really nice comments from clients this week. One is from a website client of mine who's in the, in Scotland, the UK. Thanks so much, Jan, for helping me manifest my hopes and dreams so grateful for you and so if you or somebody you know needs a website designing you can uh, go and take a look at my uh, WordPress web design website which is the webalchemist.net and the other thing I had this week was a lovely testimonial from one of my coaching clients and it's quite a long uh, testimonial I'll just pick out a couple of things When I reached out to Jan, I was challenged with loving myself and attracting the things I wanted in my life. With Jan's help, I was able to reprogram my way of thinking and release the limiting beliefs that were no longer serving me. And she goes on to say, uh, none of this would have been possible without Jan's loving support and insight. There are no words to truly express the depth of my gratitude for all the growth I have experienced with your guidance. So again, if you or anyone you know is struggling with limiting beliefs and not being able to manifest their dreams, then send them over to the the successalchemist.net and um, I have a free success strategy session on there so that people can get a taste of what I do. And um, a lot of information about how to manifest your dreams is in my book Empowered Manifestation at empoweredmanifestation.com. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'm sure we're going to see more come out about Fauci and hopefully some action taken against him in the coming weeks. I hope you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. We'll see what the news is focused on in the coming days. And also thank you to Nancy for producing. So take care, uh, be well and bye for now.